Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'll take you for a ride on the devil's ship. I'll take you for a ride when you sink or swim. Charlie Cavanaugh, welcome to the podcast. It's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you. You have something in common with our producer. What's that? You both love punching women in the face. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's uh, like I said, it's Boxing Week just by coincidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's fun. We it's funny because we met completely random. Yeah, completely at a comedy show. You were at the bordel with your friend. You came to watch a show, and then when I asked people do, and you told me that you were a boxer, at first I thought you were fucking with me. And it uh, turns out, no, not only are you a boxer, uh, you're one of Canada's great new hopes. Well, it was actually kind of funny when we met because I remember going and you asked, does anybody not speak, in- or not speak French? And I thought that because it was a comedy show, everyone was going to like interact. Maybe I was just the only English person, but I was like right in the front. I put my hand up. I'm like, me. And you're like, I'm picking on you the whole night. I was like, oh, no, what'd I do? Yeah, because also where you found, how do you, because I assumed you were from Montreal. I'm and from then, New Brunswick. Which is fucking cool because you come here to train. Yep. What's so special about Montreal for training purposes? Montreal, it seems like all the boxers are in Montreal. A lot of it's pro scene. So sometimes like when I spar, I'll be sparring against girls who are pro. Um, But anything's better than where I'm from. I love New Brunswick. I go home every chance I get. But in terms of boxing, all I get are some novice men. Like I don't have any female sparring partners. And even the men that I spar aren't very experienced. So it's just a completely new level here. Do you light them up? Yeah. Oh, that must be fun. (laughs) It's, it's a little fun. It must. It's a little fun. <laughs> it's the light that I'm like, I, I got this. He just beat the shit out of him. My first, my first boyfriend was a boxer at my club, and we would spar together. And you started lighting him up after a while. Yeah. How did you catch on to it so quick? Like, why boxing? So I actually started out in judo. I did um, judo, mixed martial art, um, for about five years before I started boxing, and I did that just because my dad wanted me to do some sort of combat sport to learn discipline and that sort of thing. My brother and I both did it from a young age. And then I started to really not like it. Um, I had a friend who did boxing in middle school and she's like, oh, you should come try it. So I went down to the club and I, I just really liked it. Um, and a lot of the skills were transferable. So I already had like the good footwork. I already had the athleticism and I just sort of connected with the club and the people there and built on that. And then I had no intention of fighting. Like I just went because I was sort of an overweight kid and I wanted to like be active. And then the coaches were like, Hey, you have really like good punches. Your footwork's good. You should try sparring. So I did it. And the first time I sparred was awful. There was a coach there who was very like old school and he threw me in with like two guys who were a few years older than me. And he's like, she's got to learn how to take a punch. So they lit me up and two guys at once. No, no, <laughs> I would assume they'd light you up, yeah. No, individually, but they both lit me up, and I remember getting out and being like, that's never going to happen again. Like, Wait, they didn't pull their punches at all? They were just decking you in the no, face? No, I was like, I was seeing stars. I was probably concussed, and I would not recommend training someone like that, but it definitely lit a fire under my ass, and I was like, am I allowed to swear on this? Of course, yeah. Okay. Do whatever you want. Um, if you I, want, you can practice your punches on him. Eh. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, now I'm, I have something to prove, 
And I don't know why I've just sort of always been that way. If, if I'm not good at something, I want to be better. And I just, I kept coming back and kept getting better. I think that's probably why you're good. You don't feel, I think you, you stop being good if you feel like, all right, I made it. Yeah, you always got to train like you're number two, even if you are number one. But I was definitely number two for a while. And now with the Olympics coming up, you're training, you, not you want it, you're going to the Olympics. So it's not confirmed. Basically, there's a pathway. So I'm on the national team right now. I'll have to fight in uh, the summer to reconfirm my place on the team. Um, so I'll fight within Canada and then... We have to fight other Canadians and beat them. Yeah. So there's one there. I think there's only one other girl in my category that will be going to this qualifier. And she actually beat me in 2019. She's been 10 time national champion, like very experienced girl. That's impressive. A lot older than me. Um, So I think I have that, that youth. And more recently I have some international experience that, that she hasn't been getting. So I'm, I'm confident, but she has beat me in the past. So it's definitely not someone to be overlooking. Um, but winning that fight will then put me to the Pan Am game qualifier. Um, and then provided I do well there, I'll go to the Pan Am games. And then that's a qualifier for the Olympics. So I'm on the pathway, but there's still a lot of steps. There's a lot of boulders in front of you. Yeah. And these fights. So let's say you were talking about the age. You said you're, that woman is older. Mm-hmm. How old are we talking about? 30s. The the Olympics, is there a cutoff? Yeah, so the elite age category, which is the age that you would go and fight at the Olympics, is 19 to 40. So it's what? a pretty big... That's a huge window. Yeah, so you can be a junior, which is under 16. You can be a youth, which is 16 to 18. And then once you turn 19, you're, you're open class, you're elite. Um, and then after 40, you go like masters. That's just like... Older yeah. people that want to keep fighting. Yeah, I know that from ball hockey. They have the masters and yeah. it's just older people. Okay, so so essentially if you if you do well and you mm-hmm. qualify for the Olympics, you would kind of be the next big thing in boxing Canada also because of your age. Because uh, like we said, there's a runway. Mm-hmm. You would have the longest runway because you're the youngest too. So like yeah. y- there's so much that can be done with you for years. Whereas if somebody makes it and they're in their late thirties, like hey, maybe they have another Olympic left, if if that, depending on how the rest of their career goes. But there's not that much around it. Whereas you, you can have like an illustrious career. Yeah, I mean, I just happened to get into it when I was in middle school, and I'm really glad that I did because I do know a lot of people that waited until they were in their late teens to even start. Um, so it's been it's been great. I tried to go to the last Olympics, and I was only. 20 years old when the Olympics happened, but uh, the qualifier, I was 19 and Boxing Canada was like, you're too young. Like we don't want, like I knew that they didn't want me to go. And at the time get hurt. that really upset me. They just said, I didn't have the experience. I didn't have the age. I didn't have the strength in my category. Um, I had won the youth world championships, but they said, you know, there's a different level of strength that comes with being an elite. Like these people have women's strength. Like you're still in a kid's body. And I was like, yeah. no, you don't understand. Like I'm beating these girls. Like, let me go. And unfortunately, in the qualifier, I lost to a girl that I'd actually beaten twice. Um, I'd got an elbow, and I had to have stitches, and it was just like a fluke, but I I was out. And Also, it's kind of like a, you lose by forfeit because you have to get stitched up? No, I did lose the fight, but I think the fight would have gone the other way had I not been like Elbowed gushing in the head. blood. Um, and normally, if you if you elbow someone that's supposed to be like a point deduction or like something like that. But the ref was on the other side when it happened. So that, that didn't happen. Um, but after that fight, I honestly thought I was done boxing. Like I took a break after that. Were you emotionally wrecked? Kind of. I was like, you know, if this Olympics isn't it for me, then, then what's the point? Like I want to go to the Olympics. And if I can't go now, 
like, I don't know what's coming with school because I have aspirations to go further in school, but I didn't think anything was going to come of it. And then I took a break for a few months because first of all, I had to let my eye heal and then the pandemic hit. And then after that, if you can't be within six feet of someone, how are you going to punch them in the face? So we're all not boxing. And the longer I was out of the ring, the more I was like, I don't know if I can go back. It's been so long. Uh, but then it was so weird in 2022. So last year, Boxing Canada calls me up and is like, hey, like we we need to put together a team, but we can't have a nationals because of COVID. Like, do you want to be on the team? So I submit an application because they chose the team based on just like an application because we couldn't have nationals. And I got selected to be on the team. They contact me and they say, we're leaving for continentals in four days. You need to tell us by tomorrow if you're coming. And me, I hadn't fought in like, two years. I'm like, holy crap, I'm going to go fight the best girls on the continent. Like that's crazy. That's nuts. So at first I was like, there's no way I can do this. Like I'm in my final year of my university degree. I'm taking a bachelor of science. I got exams coming up. I've not, I haven't fought like, this is crazy. Why would I do it? But then they said, how if many you women would you have to fight? Um, it depends how well you do. And I didn't really know it could be anywhere from like two fights to four fights kind of range. Okay. Um, so I don't know, I initially wasn't going to do it. And then they said, you know, if you say no, we're going to have to give your spot to the number two. Like we're going to have to give it up to someone else. I was like, mm, no, no one's getting my spot. Yeah. So I went <laughs> and I, my first fight back in the ring was against Mexico and I whooped her. Like that was a good fight for me. Um, and it really brought my confidence back up. The Mexican women keep getting the shit kicked out of them in boxing. What's going on? Yeah, I don't know. The men are so good. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I know in the pros sometimes uh, it's not like it's more so for money, but in the amateurs, I don't know. Like it was just the girl. I guess I had the better day that day. And then I fought Brazil in the semifinals, lost a close split decision. So I ended up with a bronze medal at that tournament, which qualified me to go to the 2022 Worlds. That's when stuff got real because I went there, had five fights in like nine days and just kept winning and winning and winning and winning. It's like blood sport. Made it all the way to the finals. And just like completely beat up because that's a lot of damage to take in a week. <laughs> yeah, it's just people keep punching you in the goddamn face. Yeah. And how was the finals? How was that? The finals was the first and only time I've ever been stopped. So I lost to Turkey. Um, her name's Sermonelli, and she is like four or five time world champion, Olympic champion, very, very good boxer. Um, very strong opponent and the worlds were actually in Turkey. So she was in her hometown stadium was packed like 3000 people cheering for her. It was crazy. Everyone was booing me. I was like, Whoa, oh, that's insane. Yeah. The energy was nuts. And I honestly don't think it should have been stopped. A lot of people that watched the fight didn't think it should have been stopped. Like, she, well, you, did you not have your hands up? No. So basically if someone's hitting you and you're not hitting back, they'll give you an eight count to make sure that you're okay. Um, so I got three, eight counts, one of which I'd say, yeah, my head went back, so I understood. But one or two of the eight counts, I was like, eh, did I really need an eight count? I was throwing as well. So, um, and then because there was three eight counts, they stopped the fight. Um, okay. There's only 30 seconds left of the last round, and I was bouncing with my hands up, ready to go. But, you know, the referees, they really just have your best interest in mind. And if they thought that I was hurt and they wanted to make sure I was safe, so be it. Definitely a blow to the ego because I felt like I was okay and I didn't want to be stopped. Like, obviously that's hard and embarrassing, but. Well, I wouldn't be, I mean, you fought so many people for so many days. Uh, yeah. It was, it was a very, very cool tournament to be a part of. 
And then that's what sparked you. You're like, all right, I got to go back and beat this Turkish girl up. Well, kind of. I mean, just after taking a break for so long and then doing decent at the Continentals and then doing so well at the Worlds, especially it was my first year as an elite. So I've won the Youth World Championship in 2018. But then to come in my first year competing as an elite um, on the international stage, I wasn't expected to do that well. Even like people on my team, coaches, like they were excited for me to go, but no one expected me to make it to the medal rounds. Like it was sort of like that underdog story that I love. And just every fight that I won, I just kept getting more momentum and more confidence. And then you get into the medal rounds. They recently introduced prize money, which has never been a thing. Oh, that's so cool. now I'm doing what I love, fighting, making money and winning. Like, of course I want to keep doing it. Yeah, this is amazing. Yeah. If, if only we could get paid to punch women in the face, huh, Poseidon? <laughs> I'd be a millionaire. Yeah. <laughs> He's running with a gag. Someone's going to take us out of context. And like, this guy keeps punching women in the face. <laughs> She's there to give him tips. <laughs> but so, so now, uh, looking forward, do you see in Canada, not just Canada boxing, I guess Canada fighting in general, because the, the combat sports are doing well. Uh, do you see a path forward for young people too? You think little girls are going to look at you and they're going to be like, fuck, there's, there's opportunity. Like she's breaking some boundaries for us. They're making money. Maybe there's something for me. Or do you think Canada has a long way to go before we have like an established like fight network? I think both because I do think that we've come a long way. And I do think that people like myself and, and other women in Canada that are doing well in boxing make it more like something. Oh, I could do that. Like, look, these people are doing that. I could do that. And, and I love that. Um, I have a little mini me back home in New Brunswick who just went to the first ever female boxing Canada games because boxing has been in the Canada games forever, but it's never included female boxing, which do we not have enough for a tournament? I think it was that we didn't have enough back in the day. And then there was like a long uh, stretch of time where boxing was removed from the games altogether. Then they reintroduced it in 2019 or 2017. I think it was 2019. Um, and I actually would have been eligible to go, but because they didn't have female boxing, I didn't get to go. Um, so then they reintroduced it this year and I got to watch her go and like make history as the first ever New Brunswick representative at the Canada games for boxing. Um, she won a bronze medal and she's always like young girl. She's 16. She fundraised for me when I first started out, she looks up to me and just knowing that I helped a couple of young girls go and fulfill that dream and put a stage for, for boxing in Canada is really cool. And you're just getting started too. That's what's cr- Yeah, is, I'm just is, getting started. This is the nothing period. This is the introduction. This is, you got so much ahead of you. Yeah, I hope yeah. so. I'm excited. I'm really excited. But I do think that we have a long ways to go because I, I think, for example, like why did we not have female boxing in the Canada Games? Um, why did I miss out on the Youth Olympics because my weight class wasn't included? Why did I miss out on the Commonwealth Games? Because Maybe because there's not enough. Uh, but there is, there is good like nowadays because like you don't want to fight local waitress. Like you want to, no. you don't want to kill someone. You want to fight. No, you want quality at your level. And the thing is, now it's it's growing, but it's growing at a pace that the regulations aren't keeping up with it. So it's growing, and that's really great. But we need to accommodate that by allowing more weight classes and and giving women more opportunity in sport. What weight classes are there now? So. There used to be only three Olympic weight classes for women. I don't know exactly what they were because I don't know the lighter weight classes, but now I believe that there's five and I know that mine's one of them. So that's good. What's your weight class? 66 kilos, so like 145 pounds. Okay. And this is new. 
Yeah, so I used to fight up until last year, I fought at 69 kilos, which is about 152 pounds. Um, so you had to bulk up. Well, actually, I used to walk around just at that weight, and it was pretty easy for me to maintain. Um, but then when I was around 20, 21 years old, I started to naturally lose weight anyways. I think I just sort of lost my baby fat. That's what my brother always says. My cheeks were chubby and um, started losing that weight. And then I started walking a little bit lighter. So fighting at 69 while I was still able to do it because I had the skill and I was used to fighting girls at that weight. Um, I wasn't big for that weight. I was quite small. They called me string bean at Orals. Because <laughs> okay, you, you looked small than everyone I else. I was small and skinny because a lot of the girls are very short and stocky. So by comparison, I hold my weight differently because I'm so tall. Um, and yeah, so then the new weight classes were introduced just last year and 66 kilos was one of them and it was Olympic. So it was perfect because 66 kilos was just enough that I could like lose a little bit of weight, but now I actually walk around since centralizing to Montreal, I've put on five pounds of muscle working with my strength and conditioning and dietitian. Um, and that's allowed me to walk around 69 and fight at 66. So I do a little cut. Uh, How long is your strong. cut? Um, it's, it's not a long cut. Honestly, we're able to manipulate it in just like five to six days, like okay. one week. So healthy, like a healthy three kilos to take off. Like you're not draining yourself too much yeah we're not really manipulating my body fat or anything like that it's more so just like putting in lighter foods and reducing your carbohydrates like or your fibrous foods that like regulate going to the bathroom and and then manage your water it's, it's a really straightforward cut it's not anything crazy it's not something that when you do it you're like oh god okay give me give me gatorade give me it something. does suck like the night before you have a very small dinner it's like chicken and rice it's like this big and then you go and do a hot bath and you have to sweat out weight and then you can't drink any water until the way in until the way in the next day. So that night is not fun. <laughs> like I'm not having a good time. I'm chewing gum saying, Oh, I can't wait till morning. Um, I never understood the, the, like the weigh in and the draining process at the end. They should just have the weight class be whatever the two athletes would be. Right after the weigh-in. So let's have the weigh-in with some water that at X weight. That's what the goal should be so that they don't have to drain. But the problem is with that is each athlete's different, and that's the incentive to not cut a lot. So with the pros, the weigh-in's the day before. So they'll cut an insane amount, and then they have a whole day to recuperate. They could step in the ring 15 pounds heavier than they were when they stepped on the scale. It's crazy. But for amateurs, we do weigh-ins the same day, and that's supposed to minimize this insane cut because they don't want – someone, two people getting in the ring and one person being 150 and one person being 165. They don't want that big difference. And so, do you, because it's the same day, are you more tired? Um, because I don't do like an insane cut where I'm not like skipping and like doing all these workouts. It doesn't bother It, it you. doesn't really bother me at all, but I know some athletes do struggle with that. And that's why I would sort of advise against like any major cuts. I think that's sort of a, the wrong approach as an amateur where you do have to fight the same day. Do you have a, like a preference when it comes to fighting? Do you have a preference in time? Like I like my training camp to be X amount of time and then I like to have like this many fights in this time gap or you're ready to go at all times? I think you have to be in this sport. You have to be very flexible and you have to be able to adapt because nothing ever goes as planned. There's always some sort of flight delay and you have like a weird layover and you get stuck or... 
something doesn't, an opponent doesn't make weight or someone doesn't show up. So you kind of have to be ready to go with whatever comes. Obviously I have my ideal circumstances. Like I like, I like when we go away, when we travel for our camps, because I feel like I get in the headspace of fighting. No distractions. Exactly. It's, it's a little bit different than my same day-to-day routine of when I'm here in Montreal. Um, and there's like certain things like that, that I do enjoy, but you kind of have to learn to roll with the punches here. <laughs> and has anyone ever gotten up in your face? Like before a fight? No, no. In general, it could be anywhere like outside because they don't know what you're capable of. And then you got to check them. I don't, I'm honestly not a very aggressive person outside of the ring. I don't get into fights or anything like that. I do think that there's a lot of times that people don't expect that I'm a boxer. They say, you don't look like a boxer. And I'm like, well, try me. Like, I don't. What's crazy is you have more strength than you could see on you because I was even watching today the video with uh, the medicine ball. Yeah. Of you punching the medicine ball, the uppercuts and the, it was flying. And I was like, that's a lot of fucking that's strong. Yeah. Uh, that's it's why. Hard. That, but that's why I was wondering if people ever get like they're just rude or something, and they're like, if only they knew that I could kill them. <laughs> <laughs> people definitely don't think I'm a boxer, and and sometimes when they find out, they're like, yeah, right, and I just kind of whatever. But shrug it off. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you have a because you have like a docile demeanor. If they, only they knew the th- with these fucking hands. Because I know from boxers that I like friends of mine. It's just it's a whole different beast. Like the stuff that you could do with your hands quickness and just it's crazy you could just cut people up okay it's fucking nuts boxers it's very impressive thank you i like like boxing it gets talked about not as much as it used to because of like uh mixed martial arts yeah but it's such a crazy fucking learning how to punch properly and it's it's such a crazy sport yeah i think that obviously people really enjoy watching the ufc fights and it's entertaining and there's a lot of personalities and and it's fun i i enjoy watching them as well but i think the difference with boxing that i really like because i do get asked with my judo background, if I would ever go into MMA, would all, you? all the money and, and all those things. And I personally wouldn't because I feel like with boxing, it's nice. It's almost like a craft and you're honing your craft and you're perfecting one thing rather than, I think a lot of fighters in mixed martial arts are sometimes like a jack of all trades, or if they are really good at their one thing, then you put them in a situation where they're doing something else and they don't exploited. do it as well. Um, which I have no desire to be on the ground getting my arm in an arm bar. Like I yeah, if they exploit your weaknesses, <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, I get it. But it would be cool though. It, it definitely would be cool. Do you have um? Are you building in your head? You're like, you know what? The bigger I get, the more I want to develop like a certain character, like to be because that would be cool to add that. Because remember, like Tyson. I mean, it was Tyson, but he had a character. Like it'd yeah. be cool to have a character. I I know what you mean. A lot of people do that, and I think it's it's really interesting. I don't play into much of the semantics of like. The mind games before the fight and like trash talking and all these things. I'm you more should. just like, you should. I just liked, I just loved box. And sometimes like, sometimes I'll do a little mean mug if I'm feeling like really like, Oh, I can't wait to get in there. But for the most part, cause you like them, I guess it's, that's another thing is if you like your coworkers, like unless you have someone that you really don't like, is there, is there, is there someone that gives you attitude when you go to worlds or tournaments and you're like, you know what? Fuck that bitch. Next time I get a chance, I'm knocking around. There's definitely people that I fought like for the most part, I really appreciate sportsmanship. So after the fight, you know, hug it out. Like, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Win or lose. Um, and some people aren't like that. So when you encounter those people, it does sort of put, a, oh, I'll remember that. Like next time we fight. But for the most part, I'm I'm friends with even a lot of the people that I've fought, win or lose. Yeah, it happens in all, uh, most yeah. sports. Is, it's like that, especially after the fights. They, they have a lot of respect for each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, a, I'm, I'm Greek, so I love athletics. I like, I like people of sports. I like athletes. I respect yeah. all that. So I see... I watch all our sports. I still play, like I still play hockey. I'm still involved in, it's just something that's always in me. Uh, I'm not sure Poseidon's a big sports guy or if he ever was. 
I like uh, <clears throat> sorry, I like fighting sports a lot, and I I did boxing. For oh, yeah, he two did. Years. He used to box. Oh, yeah. And, and I'm I, trying to get him back into it now, but yeah, he used to box. Yeah, I boxed two days straight uh, today. I feel very good. <laughs> um, it, it gets a lot off your mind. It's a, it's a very good cardio. Like Full I do f- body workout. I, yeah, I do four rounds of three minutes each, and I'm I'm dripping sweat. Yeah. It's, and how's the homeless guy? How did he? Uh, <laughs> he was not too happy. <laughs> he didn't know he was boxing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what is this? You're like, I'm losing weight, bro. And then on, no, I was I was not gonna say what I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's uh no no. So we're uh, athletics are uh, important for Greeks. Like we love we love that kind of stuff. So I, I, I understand when you say, like, um, you know, certain opponents, you meet them after you fight, you have respect for them. You feel like you're all in, in the club yeah. of athletes because only they truly know what you're going through and what you're thinking and what it takes. Also, losses. A lot of people don't understand when you lose what it takes out of you emotionally. Forget physically. Sometimes you'll lose and it's not, it's not the damage you took. It's emotionally what you took. Most people watching will never understand that. They'll be like, all right, it's done. I'll move on. And then it stays with you for a while. And it's that stupid anxiety, you know, the, the anxiety that you're like, I wish I could turn back time. If yeah, I could just. You just keep replaying it. And sometimes you feel like you could have done more, which is the worst when you feel like, oh, I could have beat that person. That's the worst. Because sometimes, like, for example, at my fight at Worlds, when I, when I lost in the finals, that girl I knew was just better than me at the that The Turkish point. girl? Yeah. Like, I. I came back with like a chip on my shoulder to train hard so that next time I beat her, I will be at that level to beat her. But on that day, like I wasn't winning that fight. Like she was just on another level. But then I've lost fights where I'm like, that could have gone either way. I just didn't do enough or I didn't do this and I should have. And those are the ones that suck even more because you lost. So as much as you say, oh, I could have, but you didn't. So you can't change it. And that, that, that would bug me too. Or people yeah. say, oh, I thought you won that fight. I hate when that happens. If you're if it's like a close fight, don't tell me that. I lost I the fight. Yeah, because I, I too think I won it and I don't want to think about this because they gave me the loss. Yeah, 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 because it's an L in the book. Which is the worst. Yeah. When you know you were... And sometimes it, it could be a fucked up decision too. Sometimes yeah. when you replay and you watch it, you're like... Yeah, I won that. Yeah, I fucking won that fight. But yeah. boxing's political. And that's oh, yeah. why like they're trying to take it out of the Olympics. So after this Olympics, it might not be in the Olympics anymore. So like, this might be the last shot. Boxing. Yeah. That was one of the first real Olympic sports. Beside it, am I wrong? Boxing. We used to uh, fight each other. Let's Google it. That was one of the first Olympic thing. We had wrestling. We had boxing. That was one of the first. That's crazy. But they say it's too politically charged and like all these decisions that are wrong. And I'm like, well, then get better judges. That's judges. it. Like, don't blame the athletes. Don't punish the athletes. Yeah, get better judges. What is this bullshit? Yeah, in 1896, actually. No, not 1896. Bro, are you are you joking right now? I'm talking oh. about the actual Olympics. Oh, the oh, oh uh, in 1896. Sorry, 688 BC. Yeah, yeah, it's boxing. It was the right? 23rd Olympiad. So, uh, okay, he's mixed up. But oh no, I'm point, sorry, sorry, sorry. It was, it was, it's okay, Poseidon. But I, I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, we used to wrestle. <laughs> we used to race, racing with feet. Uh, yeah. So this is crazy. Why would you remove boxing? I know. I don't like. It's politically charged. I get that, but everything's politically. The Olympics are politically charged. Yeah. You're going. You're rooting for your country. You have the best in your country versus the best in other countries. Technically, it's politically charged, but the whole point of the Olympics is uh, athleticism. It's you prove you're better at X thing on that ground, on that field, whatever you're competing in, and then it ends there. You have mutual respect, and you move on. Yeah, this is bullshit. I don't like this stuff. This I don't like it either. But I don't think as much as they say after 2024 that it'll be taken out. The following Olympics is in LA. Americans love boxing. They're not going to let it yeah. be taken out. They're going to no. fight for it. So we're going to have bum fights in LA. <laughs> if, uh, if, if they don't, no, they're going to allow. I can't see them taking out boxing because I heard them a little while ago. They were asking to put in stuff like chess 
and dumb shit. That's not. I don't look, man. I I think chess is impressive. I have friends that play high level chess, but it's not a fucking sport. I see it as like a game. Yeah, like a, a challenging game. Challenging I'm not. Mind, not it is I'm not a, sweating. That's what I'm saying. It, it's chess. not physical. It's mental. It's a. It's super hard. Like to be the best at it, and mm. and it's very impressive. And I like watching the best play chess. But I don't consider it a goddamn sport. Like I don't want to watch it in the Olympics. Yeah, am I, am I if bad, I was a chess bad? player, would you say I'm an athlete? Like no, that that's I, that's the thing. I wouldn't call you an athlete. I'd be you're a chess player. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the esports, you know the. Yeah, I was just thinking that. Uh, it's the same problem I've always had, and I love video games, but I've always had the problem with esports. The f- just that they're called like uh, like e athletes or whatever the fuck. It's like they're gamers. Yeah, it's not, it's not really a sport. It's a competition. Mm-hmm. But it's not. A, but I, is everything that's a competition a sport? No, no. That's that's the that's. I guess it's language. I don't know what the fuck. Uh, it just bugs me. Yeah. But the chess thing. When I heard that, I was like, "This is stupid. You can't just have everything in the Olympics. We can't have chess in the Olympics, but no boxing. That would be really upsetting for me. Look, if we have chess, <laughs> I want to see Magic the Gathering. I want to see them bring back Pogs. I want to have all kinds of random ass competitions in the Olympics. Uh, uh, beer pong. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, if they're gonna do that, dude, it's so stupid. Uh, no, I don't think, but you never know with these yeah. these dumb decisions. But what about figure skating? That's even worse when that it comes one's to judging. Also, that one is also considered being taken out. I think those are the two, boxing and figure skating. That would be a, such a blow to figure skaters. Mm. Where else can you use that skill? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe go to the rink in the winter. But you know what? Like you can't use it for any, like, it's, it's very specific. It's very niche. At Disney. But- that's the thing. You have to get maybe a job with Disney on ice. Like it's mm. the it's very very specific. It's very niche. Yeah. So that would suck for them. They train their whole lives and like nah, it's not a real thing anymore. Yeah. Oh, that would suck. But boxing, I know. I I don't think they're gonna take it out. Are they talking about taking it out just for women or all boxing? No, all. Which I guess would be fair, but no, that that would suck. Yeah. Uh, and then you're forced to go. What about do women have um. Uh, the leagues that I know that women fight in right now in boxing are the ones that I watch here, like you know, because Kim Clavel goes for the belts, the WCBC yeah. stuff, and uh, MPH that I was talking to you earlier. Yeah. Uh, is there other competitions that we're not aware of, like that are known internationally? We just don't have fighters fighting in them. Uh, yeah, like the women are competing on the same stages as men, like in the world championships, in the, in the pros, in the amateurs. Like women are boxing, and we do have that opportunity now, which is great. Um, yeah, in Canada, obviously Kim Clavel, um, but there's not a huge pro scene, uh, not a huge successful pro scene. Like there are a lot of pro boxers in Montreal, but I would say Kim's like everyone knows her. Yeah, yeah. How do you guys feel about Kim? I don't know Kim. I I haven't been to any of her fights. I know that she's a really good athlete, and I've seen them, but I I kind of don't love pro boxing because a lot of people at the stadium you know on team canada talk about going pro and to me it seems like a completely different sport because you're fighting instead of three three minute rounds at this really high intensity um you go to these longer fights of like six ten rounds and the pace becomes a lot slower and i believe women's pros are two minute rounds so shorter rounds and more of them so the pace gets a lot slower, which is not something that I like. I like really high intensity, and that's one of the things, one of my assets in fighting is that I just, I keep going and I don't get tired easily. You stay intense longer than the other girl. Yeah, okay. that's like one of my biggest um, assets. So if you give me a two-minute round, they're not getting tired as, as much because the round's shorter, and then they get a break, and then they come back out, and it's just sort of like... It's pulling away some of your power. Yeah, exactly. So I prefer the style, and where I don't really play into the semantics of, you know, like 
trash talking and and all the media behind it. Like I, you think would have no cool. choice. Um, but in the pros, it's very much your personality, your your that sort of thing. Which it does not that it takes away from the sport because they still are athletes. But for me, like I just rather prioritize like the fighting, which is what the amateurs do. Isn't that the next level though? After Olympics, after like you're gonna have to look at the pros, get one of them belts. You can see it as the next level. Um, to me, I think it's more impressive and more difficult to win the Olympics than it would be to win like a pro fight. You can let's say pro. next Olympics, you make it. The whole thing we were just talking about, you beat these fucking chicks up, you make it, you and you get a gold medal. You're the best of the best. You're telling me you're not gonna go pro? I don't plan to because oh. I have aspirations outside of boxing. So I want to go. What are you studying in, by the way? So I did a Bachelor of Science with double major in biology and psychology. I just graduated last May and I applied to medical school. I unfortunately didn't get in, but not so unfortunate because I wouldn't have centralized to Montreal and started training for the Olympics you if see? I'd gotten in. So it was sort of like a rerouting, but I do want to loop back through and, and try again uh, for either medical school or dentistry or something in the healthcare profession. So I kind of can't, can't box forever and also pursue those. It would also look weird if you're a medical professional and they're pulling up videos of you being like, I'm going to murder this bitch. <laughs> it would look insane. <laughs> Might not look good. Yeah, that, okay. I, I get your point there. That would be, that'd be hilarious. I'd be like, that's fucking funny. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. It wouldn't look good. But okay, because so you have your aspirations. I have my goals. I would love to, you know, get a medal. I'd love to represent Canada. I want to do this. But I have other things I want to do outside boxing as well. So if you yeah. could accomplish all of them, then you're happy. Yeah, I, I'm sort of all over the place because I, I do have aspirations in other fields. Um, that's not to say that it's hard because the longer I'm here, the more I train, the more I fall in love with it. And the more I have that drive to be like, well, I could do more than one Olympics or, oh, like worst comes to worst. If I don't get that gold medal in Paris, like I'm not going to be happy. I want to go back and get that gold medal. So I can't really say what's going to happen until until it happens. But But that was the plan. The initial plan was to go to the Olympics and then go back to school. Okay. And that's kind of what's happening. Yeah. As, sort we of, speak. as we, as we speak, that's sort of the plan. But again, things change. The longer I'm here, the more I love it. So have you fallen in love with Montreal in general? I can't tell you that I have, but to be honest, I haven't done enough. Um, coming to your show was probably one of the only things I've done is like getting out in Montreal. Really? Because I live really far East. I'm looking to move, um, come the end of my lease in July, but I live really far East by the INS where I train. Um, and I'm just so far from everything. Yeah, there's not much to... I know exactly, like, the yeah. area that you're in. Yeah, it's not... There's nothing to do. No. It's desolate, not. almost. Yeah, it's... Like, I'm from a small town, but then I come to Montreal and I'm expected to be so lively, and I'm like, this place is dead. Yeah, you're... <laughs> but it's oh, just you're where in the I'm outskirts, at. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if you were closer... Not even downtown, even if you were closer to here, there's so much stuff happening, yeah. like, there's stuff to do and see and walk around. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're at a... You're at a tough spot. But when I moved here, I didn't even get to come see the places. Like I looked at a place online and then signed the lease and then moved here. So I kind of did the best with what I had. But now that I'm here, I'm able to sort of like, I'm going to look at a place tomorrow and like, I'm able to sort of like scope out places, see the neighborhoods and then make a decision. So you're going to like it so much more. Yeah. I think I'll, I think I'll like it more once I get into a new place. Plus the summer, this place is happening. Really? All the festivals and stuff all the festivals yeah. people are out it's a very it's a different city in terms of canadian cities very different like it's a the way they're outgoing the way they like to live just be happy uh the summers here are intense i've heard good, good things like everyone says um in terms of the big cities like toronto montreal vancouver everyone says montreal like oh you're living in montreal you're gonna love it so yeah. 
I'm optimistic. You're gonna have a good summer. Plus, we'll direct you to the best fucking spot. You're oh, gonna have, yeah, this summer you're gonna have fun. As long as you're here and you're not punching people. I'll be in around the, face. the world to be honest, but when I am here, it'll be fun. You're, when you're here, you're gonna have fun. Mm-hmm. So now, like moving forward, do you have like a uh, so you have your trainer, you have the team that you work with. Do you have like a like a manager or someone that's helping career wise also at the same time? Or no, you're like, look, I'm just gonna train, do this, and I'm in charge of everything. Maybe your parents or they like. Who's who's helping you decide all this stuff? So I actually don't have any like team or manager or anything like that. I have a teammate of mine who does have that and she's a little bit more successful, a little bit further down the line than I am. Um, and I can see how that's definitely a benefit career wise because it's hard to do it all yourself. I'm an athlete. Like my, my job should be to train, not to focus on everything else. Yep. But, you know, I don't really have the resources to bring in people and do that sort of thing. So I'm just training and trying to reach out to people and make connections and and grow my platforms in that way to sort of connect with people, Um, making all my like little Instagram reels and like connecting with people like you and just like talking to people and um, enjoying conversations. And hopefully that way I'll be able to make more authentic connections by actually meeting people face to face. And, and that's sort of the route that I've been taking with it all. I think you'd be good for Canada boxing. Like, like I was telling you before, like either like commercials or like, uh, you know, on the, like a uh, cereal box or stuff like that. <laughs> I think you'd be a good face for them because you're wholesome, but you're an athlete, you know, you yeah. represent Canada well. Uh, and that's kind of feel like what we need next generation wise. Cause we went through a period of time where only like pieces of shits would get, uh, the clout do you know what mm-hmm. I mean and everyone was like I'm looking up to that and it was always garbage people so it's good for young people to look up like I could do that without being an asshole like it's good to have wholesome people be uh, on the spotlight when they're at the top of their game I like that because I think there's always this sort of expectation for female boxers to be very like masculine and all the ones that I know are not. They're all you're all yeah. feminine. But the thing is, like when I like when I go to international tournaments, a lot of them are very masculine, and like I've been told, oh my gosh, there's no way she's a boxer, like that sort of thing. But I like being able to show that you can be the best at what you do, but you don't have to change who you are. And like I'm a very feminine person, and I like pink, and I'm girly, and I like that's just who I am. Yeah, but, but you're also an athlete. Yeah. Doesn't mean that I'm not a good athlete. Doesn't mean that I'm not a strong boxer because I am. It just so. means that you don't have access to steroids. Uh, that's all. <laughs> Kaka, we know this. Now he knows what I'm talking. There's a lot of there's a lot of these girls that are like, no, I'm all natural. Get the fuck out of here, bro. <laughs> yeah, you have half the shit that should be in a horse. Stop, stop. But it's good that you, you could natural. But that's what I'm saying. You're natural. You're 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 delightful. To, it's it's good to have that as a uh, like as a figurehead. You know what I mean? As something for people to look up to, kids. Because I don't know if you know this. Intimidating for like young girls. If I was a young girl. I mean, yeah, if you I look like a monster, a like, let's say if you're roided up right now, yeah, and you it, people knew like there's something they'd be off, scared. they'd be scared, and also like I can't, I can never look like that because if that's natural, then I'm naturally not built like that, yeah. And if it's not natural, I don't know what the fuck she took to get there. I can never be that. But you, it's you. Mm-hmm. You look like a normal human being, yeah. but you're out there kicking ass, so it's more relatable. Mm-hmm. And young girls don't always have um, like an easy path when it goes to athletics. They don't always have an easy icon that's close to them mm-hmm. to be like I could do this too. So yeah. I think Canada-wise, it would be, I don't know, if I was Team Canada and if I was doing that, I would totally push like the young new star that's actually not being a psychopath outside of the ring. I would push them to be in the spotlight. But yeah. I'm, that, that's, if I was their marketing team, that's what yeah. I would do. No, I understand that. And I like I appreciate that because when I was younger, I definitely didn't have that that role model, someone in my age or in my country or province or someone close to me that I could look up to and say, wow, like I can't wait to be like that. There was definitely people that I knew of, but they were not in direct contact with me. Like they weren't someone I knew. So now 
being in a position where I feel like I am doing things for Canada that I want to show younger girls, it's nice to sort of like in my community in New Brunswick, I'm like in direct contact with these girls. I want to do one-on-one sessions or I want to do hold classes and, and talk to girls about boxing and, and see if they have an interest and, and have them try it out because why, why else would they try it? Like you have to sort of, you have to dip their feet and like you have to, you have to show them. Of course. See if they yeah. like it because they might. And then if you, you it's good because they, they live vicariously through you. Mm-hmm. So like she came from here. She did this. She went. She went to Turkey. She like there's yeah. It, it just makes it accessible. I know in my experience, it, when I see someone from close to me or they do something, it just makes it instantly. I'm like, oh fuck, it's doable. Yeah. Right? So when I yeah. when I represent Canada, I I love representing Canada, but more so than that, because I'm from a small place, I feel like I have this additional thing where I'm representing St. John, New Brunswick. Whereas if you're from like Montreal or Toronto, like there's a lot of people doing big things, but when you're from a small place, everyone's on your back and you're putting your whole city on the map and it feels so cool. Like the support that you get before leading up to and also afterwards is just, does it ever make you anxious? You're like, Oh no, they're, they're, the hopes are riding on me. Yeah. And sometimes if you lose a big fight and you feel like, Oh, I let my town down or I let them down. But the people that actually are there for you and, and, and know, and know you and care for you are with you. Like they're ride or die. Like they're not just going to dump you because you lost a fight. Uh, it's hard though to get you can't separate from that like we no. even uh, we were up like i was up for an award uh for podcasting mm-hmm. a couple of days ago but i knew i wasn't gonna win it i knew who was gonna win it like they, they have a big show and they should have won it and it bugged me when i was speaking to people and they were like uh, you're gonna get it and i'm so excited and we're and i was like ah fuck they're gonna be upset and like it's, it's no control it's subjective yeah. i was like ah fuck if it was just me i don't care like it's a, it's, it's just an award yeah. but it's like, fuck, I, I don't want people to be sad for n- nonsense. Yeah. So it always sucks when people like have, they put their expectations on you, but you can't control it. The, the more you're going to do, the more they're going to want to support you. And then there's going to be these times where you feel like, oh, I could have given more. I wish I didn't let them down. Yeah. But it's all part of this fucking, it's a crazy psychological game in competition. It is. It's, uh, it's nuts. You Do you think there's ever going to be an age where you get tired of punching people? I think there's going to be an age where I give it up. Um, Are you the, still going to want to punch him? Yeah, exactly. Just. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like there was a while there after the Olympic qualifiers where I just didn't have the drive to do it anymore. I felt like, what's the point? And I think having that break was really good for me. I actually joined my university track and field team and was competing in track and field. So you're a fast runner too. Eh, I'm not that great. I was, I was like, I was doing okay. It was just keeping me in shape and it was, I like to be active and it was something fun to do. Um, and it was challenging and, um, I liked it even though I was not that great, like compared to people who had been running for years and years and years. Um, so that was frustrating, but it was something to do during the pandemic. And then once you get bit with that boxing bug, you always come back. Like you're never out of it. I thought I was done. And then I was like, Oh, come back. Now I'm here. <laughs> that's us with the that's like me with a comedy bug with stand up. Yeah. As soon as I did my first open mic, which was supposed to be like a one off thing, you're hooked. I was done. Mm-hmm. It, it's like heroin. It <laughs> had me for life. Yeah, it's. I uh, know what you mean because it's probably. A, I imagine it's a similar feeling. Like you're up there on the stage, everyone's watching you. You have the lights. Like it's like you're there, and it's similar in the ring. Like you're in the center. The lights are on you. The crowd's there. The cheering for you. You're like, doing what you're good at. What you're yeah. born to do. Yeah. It's 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 a whole other. Adrenaline. Oh yeah, it's hard to explain that to people. Mm-hmm. That t- it's not the same as chasing the bus that you missed. It's it's a whole different adrenaline when you're up there, mm-hmm. and then controlling the high when you get off stage. Same thing, like when you finish a fight and you just won. Mm-hmm. That adrenaline stays with you. You get spiked for a while. That night you're not sleeping normally. No. You're gonna sleep happy, but you won't sleep normally if you get any sleep at all. No, you're up so late. 
It's such a crazy. It's weird that we compete in fights. Mm-hmm. It's strange. It is strange. It's a cool thing. I like it, but I mean, it's very strange that we're like, let's just beat people up and see what happens. Yeah, let's just let's just fight. And it's funny because now, like, now that I'm here and I'm a centralized athlete, and and I go to work every day, and my work is going and either punching people in the face or punching a bag or like it's fun. It's so much fun, but it's like this is my job right now. Like this is my occupation. This is a little strange, but I think this is the weirdest timeline ever. This is, <laughs> yeah. Do uh, do your parents ever feel weird about you fighting? My dad loves it. So my dad like coached recreationally. Like he never went into competitive boxing, but he loves boxing and he's been a part of the boxing club that I started at for years. Okay. Um, so he loves it. He tells everyone about it. He loves it. Um, my mom, I feel like a mom never wants to see her daughter get punched in the face. She watches my fights like, but she loves that. I love it. And she loves watching me win, obviously. And she loves seeing all the countries that it's taken me to have been around the world. Like, she yeah, loves it's it for true. Me. You're fucking Indiana Jones right now. You're fucking Lara Croft. You're going all over the world because of boxing. Yeah. It's opened up so many doors. Just in the past year, I think I've visited like nine countries. Finland will be 10. I'm leaving in a few weeks. I hope you punch some Finns in the face. <laughs> I don't know if I'll fight Finland, but maybe. I'm uh, hoping I'll get a rematch with uh, the girl I lost to here at Stranger Cup. Oh, uh, well, where's she from? Ireland. You could beat up an Irish girl. <laughs> I'm Irish too. That's why. There you go. You got it. You could beat up an Irish girl. <laughs> yeah, it's the fair Turkish, Was the Turkish girl big? Um, Turkish girl was short and stocky, so she was, okay. she was big. Low um, center of gravity. Yeah, I think she did cut a little bit because I think she came down from 69 kilos as well. Can Is she tall? She's not taller than you? No, she's much shorter than me. I'm taller than most girls in my category, like 95%. But they still get to your head? Yeah, I mean, like, a lot of times, like, people who are shorter will throw, like, overhand, so, like, they'll come over the You'll top. see it coming, no? Yeah, it's it's easier to see, um, and I do have that, that advantage where I can just sort of, like, step back. Um, yeah. Sometimes shorter people like to go to the body as well, so you have to have good defense because they're right there in your body. Like they're straight, Then they're just giving you straight jabs to your stomach? Stomach or, like, come around the sides. These ones don't feel great, so you got to tuck your elbows. Fuck. And then what about, can you uppercut some of these dwarves? Can you just, bam. Yeah. The uppercut works good when you're tall. Right in the face. Yeah. Oh, that's good. They lean their head out too much. Yeah, you're right like, there. I got you, sleepy. <laughs> bam, yeah. That'd be fun, yeah. Not the, But I have a problem, because I, I, I love watching it, but mm. I always I cringe more when it's women fighting. A woman getting punched in the face still bugs me. Mm. I can't get over it. I'm like, no, don't hit her. Oh, yeah. But then I'm enjoying like the, the competition aspect of it. Mm-hmm. But every time I see like a woman battered, it fucks with me. I'm like, this isn't good. See, We're- guys do that a lot too, especially when you spar. So when sometimes I'll spar guys and they're like, oh, I don't want to hit a girl. Yeah, it just, it but feels- then they get hit a few times and the, it all goes out the window. Their, <laughs> their man ego comes out. They got to prove. Yeah, no, that's fucking hilarious. Like I can't hit a girl. I will kill her. And now they're I like, will- I'm I'm going to hit this girl as hard as I can. Oh, I, that, that to me is just, I don't know, it's fucked up. It's... I, like, I love the competition of it. Same thing, I, I, like, I had seen Kim Clavel live. I remember at the casino. And I'm always happy about the competition. But every time I would see, like, a hard hit or a face, like, some, I was like, we shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> we need to stop this right now. This isn't normal. Uh, I don't know why. Uh, I guess it's because yeah, how, how we're raised. Like, I can't. Yeah, it's just programmed. Yeah, yeah, yeah it shouldn't be. Auto- I guess, is that a good thing that we're like that? That we're, that it's, we're cool with the competition, but it still bugs us to see women beat up. I think that's a good thing. I think once I think you shouldn't want to see women beat up, but also should you want to see men beat up? Like the fact, like yeah. I think it's like an equality thing that I am cool with men. Be- I'm going to be honest. Uh, I-, I am cool with men getting beat up. Not all men, like not innocent people, 
But like, I'll feel bad like if they have a gash. Mm. But I'll still be like, you know what you got into, man. You got in there. You want to fight with this guy. But for women, for some reason, like, don't, what are you doing? Don't don't do that. Yeah. Leave her alone. Like, I, it's 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 weird. The gash thing. That's why I'm so happy that women we fight with headgear. Um, in also, amateurs, you don't. Ha- yeah. I wear headgear. Men don't. Um, but when you don't wear headgear, you get a lot more cuts um, from headbutts or elbows. And and women can't carry them as well as men. But it's true. If I let's say I have a cut over my eye or whatever, mm-hmm. you could still be like, all right, he's all, he still looks like a normal dude. But if a woman who's otherwise pretty is all fucked up. I, it, that's what I say. A, if they take the headgears out, I was like, I'm too pretty to lose my eyebrows. Like, I'm it's not, not worth that. it. <laughs> it's not worth it. You're like, guys, I want to have another career after this. I don't want to be a mutant. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't necessarily think men carry them better. I think they just don't care. Like Maybe that's why we carry them better. Yeah, they're just like, fuck it. It is what it is. I have no eyebrows. Yeah. They swipe. They continuously swipe right. They're like, somebody's going to love these no eyebrows. <laughs> I think it say? looks cool. Like when I was a kid, I-, I wanted to have scars on my face for some weird reason. What? Yeah. I thought, I well, thought it looked cool. He's, he's not tough. a good representative of mm. every human being. But, <laughs> but I get it. A guy having a scar could look tougher. A woman having too many scars, you're like... She's in the wrong relationship. She uh, yeah. <laughs> she doesn't cook well. <laughs> Someone starts yelling at her. You got to cook better. She's like, I'm a boxer. But yeah, it's too, I, I still can't get used to that though. That's, so I'm glad you guys have the headgear. In pro fights, they don't though. No, they don't. Otherwise they get Apparently, the, someone told me, I think today, that they're thinking of taking the headgears out of women's boxing. So I'm, I don't want to, but I understand it from an equality standpoint. Like I say, oh, equal. But honestly, I would just prefer if everyone wore headgear. Like, I don't understand taking them out because if you're in a tournament, and even if you're a guy, you're in a tournament, you fight the first day, you have no headgear on, you take a headbutt, you're bleeding, you have stitches, then you probably aren't going to be able to fight the next day in the next round. So it's just... Yeah, one shot, that thing's busted open. I get you with the headgear. I'm not not sold on having to take it off. I'm not... uh, I'm used to boxing without headgear but it doesn't mean that there shouldn't be headgear because other sports like i play hockey i got all kinds of equipment yeah uh i have a question if you don't mind uh does the headgear actually make a difference in in the punches or just for the cuts so there's been a lot of research and people will say it's inconclusive what i've heard is that people get more concussions with headgear because it makes you a bigger target so you're getting hit more if that makes sense okay but that's a weird excuse because depending on who you're facing and how good you are in defense should also apply. Oh, yeah. You're all other hit factors more. considered. Yeah. Apparently, like, if you were to fight the same person, same situation, and you were wearing a headgear it's versus not. that not, much of a bigger I target. Know, I don't really – and apparently – but what I see is people take more risks when they wear a headgear. So – That I'll believe. Because you have the security of, oh, I have my headgear, whereas if you don't, then you might not take as many risks because you're worried about the repercussions. That's why I would be – I think if you threw me in a ring now with no headgear on, I don't know how I'd perform because I would be nervous. I don't know that I'd be a little hesitant because I don't want to come in too fast and headbutt someone and then like get a gash. So I don't really know what that transition's like. I know a lot of, so guys, as youth, you wear a headgear and then as an elite, you don't. So like in that transition going from no, from wearing headgear to not. A lot of nerves. A lot of nerves. I don't know how I'd do with that. I'm thinking... Even when I play for fun on Saturdays, and some people don't wear helmets, they'll just wear the, just a visor. I still have a full helmet with a full visor in the face. You know, my face mm-hmm. is my livelihood. I don't want to get a fucking ball in the face or a stick. So I can't imagine boxing where it's just open and someone's going to punch me in the face, guarantee, and then I got to go up on stage the next day. Mm-hmm. So I, it, it, it must be a weird transition to just be like, no more helmets. 
It, it should be. Yeah, yeah, it'll be weird. But the helmet, does it change anything else in the in the fighting game? Not really. Like, um, from guys that I've talked to, they say that, like, when you're wearing the headgear, the strap under your chin sort of, like, holds your chin up. So, like, when you're you have your mouth guard in, it's sort of, like, a reminder of, like, not to open your mouth. Like oh, okay. Keep your mouth closed um, and bite down on your mouth guard, which is what you're supposed yeah, to do. Yeah. Um, but I can't really say because I've never fought without a headgear. Um, but yeah, I would say like the two biggest things are they say that you take more risks when you have your headgear on. So maybe that puts you in more dangerous positions. But then again, you also have padding protecting your head versus not. You're also um, boxing. You're so, taking a risk already. Yeah, you're, you're in the ring. You're taking a risk. So I don't know. What about gloves? Do you have a preference in gloves? I know that this was debated too on bigger gloves, smaller gloves. What? Oh, the smaller ones are better. No, they're worse for you. you have any uh, thoughts on that? So I fight with 10-ounce gloves. Um, I hit the bag with like 12-ounce gloves, and then I spar with 16-ounce gloves. So the heavier glove, and it has like padding on the knuckles, so it's less, like if you hit someone with a 16-ounce glove, it shouldn't do as much damage as a 10-ounce glove, because 10-ounce glove, it's like you can almost feel your knuckles through it. Like it's it's not as much padding. But then when you go to a competition and you fight in a 10, you fight in competition gloves, and they distribute the padding more on the knuckles so that it's like more of like a pillow. Um, but I just find that like, Training in heavier gloves I like because then when I put the 10-ounce gloves on, my hands feel so fast and so light because I'm used to hitting with 12-ounce or 16-ounce. So then I just feel so quick. And you're just ready to light these, these these people up. Exactly. Some people like to train in the same weight glove as they fight in because they're like, oh, like feel like the weight of my punches and sort of get used to it. But I prefer to train in a heavier glove and then go down in the lighter glove because it also like protects your hands. Like I have pretty delicate hands like I've had a lot of knuckle problems a lot of wrist problems because we're punching things like six days a week that's a lot on my little girl hands yeah (laughs) no, it is a lot yeah um so I prefer to have more protection and then and then take them off for the fight and do you uh are you big when you're training into covering your wrist up into tightening your wrist just in case so yeah so we wrap our hands with hand wraps which like yeah it goes all over wrists everything between the fingers like have a nice foundation and then you put the glove on and I actually have a really nice pair of lace-up gloves that I got um which I prefer because as a girl I have smaller wrists so a lot of the gloves are a little bit like too big um even if you really try to like tighten the velcro so the nice thing about the lace-ups is you can make them as tight as you want so it's good well, I, uh, one thing I, I just realized that because you, you were touching on uh, when we were talking about the headgear and you were saying well you know equality so I, I'm all for equality but it should be like opportunity. So there should be a quality, like women should have an opportunity to compete in a sport that there's enough women to compete in, right? But it doesn't necessarily have to mean that like, okay, well, because these guys don't have headgear, they shouldn't either. That doesn't make it equal because every sport is different, right? Like mm. it, sh- it shouldn't be, I don't think that that the excuse there should be like take off the helmets of these girls because now it's not equal. That's kind of crazy to me. I feel like equal should be, they have their league. That's equal. But if their league has different fucking rules, that's like it, it, WNBA, for example, they play with a WNBA ball. They're not going to be like, all right, well, it has to be equal rules. Play with a ball that everyone's uncomfortable with. It would make no sense. Yeah. The headgear is also for girls. One of the things that a lot of girls, myself included, if you took the headgear off, hair becomes an issue. Yeah, but they, that's what I'm saying. It should be. There's reasons why it's there. It's not... Uh, and not to say that there's not guys with long hair, but like if... Like I always get braids and then I put like a bandana and then I put my headgear on, but... 
if I didn't have the headgear, like the bandana would come off and then my hair would get everywhere. Um, so unless you're going to then pay for some hairstylist to come and like fix my hair every, every day time. because I'm going to a tournament where I'm going to have five fights. Oh, it's, fuck. That'll be annoying. Like every day you need to make sure that your hair is secure. And some people say, oh, just cut the hair off. And I'm like, well, I don't want to do that. Like yeah. I have long hair and I like it. Um, Me too. <laughs> so... Yeah. What about, I know that they braid it also, the the MMA girls, they also get it, like all the braids mm-hmm. and, and they make it tight. How tight does it stay? Um, I've had that done a couple of times and it is really tight. Um, obviously like different styles of hair or different textures of hair hold it better. So like, because I'm white and I have white girl hair, like it my doesn't hair doesn't stay, stay as long. Like, and it looks goofy, I find. Like every time I'll see yeah. a, a female athlete that does it, I'm like, it looks like she's a... A college girl just came back from a trip to Jamaica. Yeah. Like it's, that's what it looks like. She's just talking with an accent now. It's like, no, it's the only way to keep them. Yeah. It's the only way to keep it. Like if I go to a tournament, I went to a tournament where I was there for like a week and I got my braids done. It was in Ecuador. So they had girls there that knew how to braid really well. Okay. Um, and they did like, I think it was like six braids or something and, and it stayed really well. But towards the end of the week, they were pretty they were pretty afraid. Like I needed my hair stunk. I was like, I need, I need to take these out. We just do over. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's such a little intricacies. People never think about, you never think about the hair, like what you have to do. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of other things associated like around the boxing. Yeah. Like, does that happen to you where you're like, well, I got to train. I got to be like an athlete, but I have to also be feminine. I want to, I don't go get a fucking pedicure or whatever. Do you have to balance all that shower? Is it annoying? You're like, God damn this. I know this is going to ruin my nails, but I have to do this training. Like, does that ever happen? <laughs> Um, I don't have like girly nails. A couple of my teammates do like the longer ones. Aren't they going to fuck it up when they punch something? That's what I say. But some of them say that like they get them just long enough. They don't touch the ends of their gloves. Interesting. So there's sort of like, you got to know your, your gloves and maybe test the nails out. But it's so annoying to be thinking of your nails. Cause you're like, you should think of the punch and then you're you're thinking too much of the nails. Then you get a shot in the face. Cause you're thinking of the nails. Well, you're not thinking of the nails during the fight. I mean, more so like, or like during sparring, it's more so like if you're going to get your nails done, you probably have to think of like what's going to fit in the gloves, but I don't get my nails done. I pick my nails. I'm bad a ha- bit of a bad habit. You get nervous. Is um, it an anxious thing that you do it or just uh, just routine? I don't. Maybe a little bit of both. I don't know. Because uh, I'll, I'll I'll scratch my like I'll pick. I think it's anxiety for me. Mm. Like you just get anxious and it becomes your automatic go to. It's is, like a fixation thing. Like you yeah, move. It's right sensory, there. You might as well. Yeah. <laughs> Why that, not? That's what I think it is with me too. I think, and then you get used to it. Yeah. So it just becomes your thing for the. But there's worse. Mm. Yeah, I know dudes that fucked up their whole lips because all they do is bite them and pull them Ooh. and they're like open and they can't stop. They just keep pulling. Yeah. And then I think about it and then I'll, I'll bite my lip because I'm thinking about that and I go, oh no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> it's these weird fixations people mm-hmm. have. Well, fucking people are weirdos. Yeah. People are goddamn weirdos. Uh, we should address that more. Fuck, this is exciting. I can't wait to fucking see you beat the shit out of someone uh, soon. <laughs> uh, but I'm unlucky because you're going to be traveling the whole time. You're not going to fight any women. There's no scheduled women fights here. Well, when I fight in the box off this summer for my position in Canada, it'll likely be in Quebec. This is exciting. Mm-hmm. You're probably going to have us in your corner just yelling. Okay. Uh, we're, 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 it's good to know because I'll be fighting someone from Quebec in Quebec, so you'll probably be the only ones in my corner. Well, <laughs> well you, you're our homie now, so we're going to have to have mm-hmm. your back. And us, we're fanatics. Like when we go to sporting events, we're, we're annoying. You're rowdy. Yeah, well, we're rowdy. We're <laughs> annoying. We were, uh, yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm an annoying fan, I think. That's okay. I'm good for the, the team I'm rooting for. Yeah. But everyone else hates me. Yeah. Yeah, because I'll go to the opposing arena. Oh. I don't mind. I was last week, Montreal Canadiens. I'm a Devils fan. It was me and Mike. Mike's going for the Habs because that's his team. Everyone's a Canadiens fan, except for me. 
just yelling for my team and everyone's getting mad. They're like, shut up because the Habs are losing. I'm like, why are you so happy? And I'm just like, because my fucking team's winning. Your team's shit. Yeah, what do you I'm mean? Like, <laughs> your team's winning. You should be allowed to cheer for them. Yeah. I'm that kind of a fan. You, mm. you, do you have any fanatical fans that uh, sometimes you'll have at fights and you'll be people just going crazy for you? Um, I think like the people who stand by me are always going crazy for me, but they're usually not in my corner because I travel so much. Like they're always back in New Brunswick or home in Canada. You know, I have some fans from like other places or people that I've met that support me, but um, yeah, they're usually not there actually cheering me on in person. So sometimes it's hard because when you fight, like I had a fight in my hometown in November and it was crazy. Like the whole city showed up. It was so much fun. What a feeling. And you get that that you ride off the home crowd, like cheering for you and it feels so good and you get all this energy, different kind of energy though, because you're just, you're so excited to like put on a show. Like obviously you're there to fight, but you're excited to like put on a show for your city, like for your friends, your family. Um, but when you go away on these tournaments, it's, it's kind of lonely. Like you don't have your friends, you don't have your family, you have your teammates, which like is good. Um, sometimes we travel in smaller groups. Like the one I just went on, it was just me and one teammate and two coaches. Oh, fuck. So okay. She was fighting. I was like, <laughs> like, it's like one person, you yeah, know, yeah. versus like, this a is whole, the family versus a whole team, like cheering for the other people because other countries send bigger teams sometimes. But this one we're going to in Finland, we're sending a full team of like 20 people. So, okay. So you got the squad. Loud. Yeah. I'm excited. Do you ever get lonely? I didn't have, do you get lonely here? Yeah. All the time. Like, fuck. cause I'm like, I don't really know many people here. I don't speak French and like my family, my friends, a lot of people are back home. I've only met like one friend, the, the girl that I brought to the comedy show. Yeah, that's, um, that's the one friend you made. That's like my only friend here. But okay. I have a few teammates, but yeah, I haven't really met a lot of people here. I'm going to make an effort to be bringing you out more because you can meet a lot. Because I know like you can meet boxers, comedians, like you can make good friends, especially the boxers because it would be nice. Yeah. Someone that you have something in common with, you know. I'd love to. You I both love that. punching ladies in the face. So yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll make an effort to be sending you met to invite you to shows and so you could do stuff. Because cool. I was thinking about that on your way here. I was like, well, what the fuck is she doing in Montreal like, when you're not training? Because you're not from here. No. Like, it must get lonely. Like when I'm not training, a lot of times, like, well, I'm always training. But like, because we train Monday to Friday twice a day. And then we train once on Saturdays. So we have Saturday afternoon off and Sunday off. But that's it. So most of the time when I'm not training, I don't really have the energy to be doing much anyways. You're reading. So I'm like reading. Cooking, eating, sleeping. like it's Those are fun activities. Don't fucking knock Those them. are good activities. Everything you just them. said, I'm all for. I do it all the time. I'm not, yeah, I'm not <laughs> against anything. I'm all for. Yeah. Uh, well, Charlie, it was a goddamn pleasure to have you here. Thank uh, you. Very proud of you. Uh, you're kicking ass. You're going to continue to kick ass. And if anybody who's watching this didn't know you, hopefully they follow you now. They know you. Your links are in the description. Uh, follow her on Instagram. Your Instagram is fun because I keep seeing you punch stuff. Yeah. It, it, it motivates time. me sometimes when I don't want to go work out. And then I'll see you, <laughs> I'll see you punch something. I'll be like... Uh, I got it. I should work it. Yeah, she did it. Okay, I got I to try to punch a medicine ball. Uh, so thanks again and good Thank luck. Thank you for having me. We built this prison cell Cause we can't trust ourselves Critically ashamed and all our faith We'll make a murder, murder, murder Saying yeah, this is the American dream You're gonna have to fight if you wanna believe see it all Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.